Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body, learn to trust yourself, trust your hunger, trust your fullness, trust your intuition, and basically learn to help yourself thrive. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that is very, very near and dear to my heart, mainly because I struggled to find it for the better part of 20 years. (laughs) And that is food freedom. What the hell is food freedom? And here's the thing. I wish I had a definition to give you. I wish I could say this is what food freedom is. But I don't think that that exists because we are all so different and our definitions of food freedom are going to be so different. And so to me, if I had to boil down what food freedom is, I would say it is trusting our body's ability to nourish ourselves fully, understanding that nourishment goes beyond our physical beings. It is into our mental and spiritual beings. If we are nourishing ourselves fully, that means we are also eating for joy, right? We are eating in a way that allows us to feel comfort, that allows us to show ourselves love, that allows us to get quick dopamine when we need quick dopamine, but doing so in a way that supports us, never harms us. And so it's finding that line. And food freedom is tricky because it's going to look different every single day. As this is airing, I have two or three more days before um, my coaching group kind of wraps up and it is very much dedicated to the process of finding food freedom. And this is something that came up a lot over the course of the last four weeks there. The fact that it's going to look different and sometimes the kindest thing you can do for yourself is take your ass to the ice cream shop and get a fat sundae. (laughs) right? Because it's fine and you deserve it and it's not going to kill your progress or sabotage your goals or any of that bullshit. It's what you need. It is a beautiful thing to show yourself love and to experience. And also sometimes taking your ass to the ice cream shop to get a sundae is the actual worst fucking thing you can do to yourself because you're betraying yourself and you're not setting yourself up to thrive and you are treating yourself like shit by ignoring what your body is really asking for, right? Food freedom is knowing the difference. Food freedom is knowing that both things can be true and just figuring out kind of where you are at any moment in time and going forward from there. And so let's let's dig into it. What are some of the things that may be holding you back from food freedom? Because when we know what the roadblocks may be, we know how to navigate around them. The first roadblock is, in my experience, the most frustrating. And it's something that anybody who is coming from a history of past dieting is going to experience on some level. And that is when we say to ourselves, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. No more diets, no more cleanses, no more Whole30s, no more protocols, no more 
anything. I am not doing it. I am going to find food freedom. We kind of go off the rails and eat everything in fucking sight. (laughs) And it terrifies everybody. It terrified me. It's terrified so many of the women I work with. And what happens? We go, oh, oh, well, this is this is why I can't. I have to diet. I have to go on a cleanse. I have to do another Whole30 because I can't be trusted. Look, see, it didn't work. I, I hear that all the time. Heather, it didn't work. I, I told myself I wasn't going to diet. I stopped dieting. I ate fucking everything. I gained, like, it, it was a shit show, right? Look, I get it. I get it. Here's the thing. That's not really a roadblock. That's part of the fucking process. We are viewing it as a roadblock. So when I say eating everything in sight is a roadblock to food freedom, I don't mean the eating. I mean the viewing of how we are eating because it is a natural process that needs to happen for you to get there. It is on the way, right? That is the gas station you have to stop at to refuel yourself to actually make your way to the destination of food freedom. If you are an East Coast girly like me and you live in the uh, up like New York, I don't know, Vermont, Connecticut, Pennsylvania area and you travel yourself, if your parents drove you to Florida or Carolina for family vacations, you stopped at South of the Border. Like you just had a fucking stop there. All signs pointed to South of the Border. And if you're like, Heather, I didn't grow up there. I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. I apologize. But actually Google it because that place is insane. But anyway, you had to stop there. That is kind of going off the rails a little bit is part of the journey. It is just part of the journey. It's a regretful one. Nobody ever really enjoyed their time at South of the Border. You're kind of like, this place is a shit show. I don't want to stay here that long. But that's exactly it. When you kind of go off the rails, if you would just see your way through it, last week we talked about observing your thoughts and how quickly they come and go. It's the same thing. It's the same thing here with a different situation with food. You can only eat like shit for so long before your body goes, whoa, bitch, this isn't fun. And typically when we hear that, whoa, bitch, this isn't fun, we mistake that for hearing, go on a diet, time for another cleanse, time for another Whole30. That's not what it's trying to say. It is saying, stop fucking feeding me like I'm a goddamn trash can. (laughs) Stop throwing shit in your mouth that is not helping your health. You can eat for your health without dieting. And so to tie myself up here and to stop giving you metaphors that you probably don't even understand because I'm talking to a very small audience when I reference South of the Border. (laughs) I'm sorry. But when you kind of just eat everything in sight after you told yourself that you are no longer dieting, fixing it is what's keeping you in that cycle. Fixing it is the roadblock. I'm going to say that again. Trying to clean up What you think you did wrong nutritionally is the roadblock. What is really happening there is your body is basically taking a big old deep breath and it's going, okay, this bitch isn't going to try to control me. This bitch isn't going to restrict me. This bitch isn't going to withhold joy and satisfaction and pleasure from food from me anymore. So I'm going to get it all while I can because your body knows your bullshit. It knows that you stay in these cycles. And so it, it it's like, okay, I got to get it while I can because pretty soon she's going to take this all away again. You need to show it that you can be trusted. 
You need to show it that you can be trusted and you do exactly that. You get around the first roadblock by not saying to yourself, I'm going to clean it up again. I'm just, I'm not going to eat any cheese that's any Sour Patch Kids for three weeks. You do it by not doing that. Instead, you say, okay, this is what's happening right now. I went off the rails because I have been chronically dieting or I've been chronically thinking about dieting. And that's very important because that's another pushback I get a lot of times. People say, well, I haven't dieted in a while, but I'm still binging and restricting. I'm still in this cycle where I'm binging even though I'm eating enough. You're doing that because you're mentally dieting. You are mentally telling yourself, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is the last time I'm going to have this. This is the last time I'm going to eat cheesecake on a Monday. This is the last time I'm going to have pizza in my lunch on Tuesday. I'm not going to do it, right? And so your your mind is constantly in that like loop of, okay, well, pretty soon famine is coming. I'm not going to be eating in a way that makes me feel good, that gives me all my caloric needs. And so I better binge. We need to show your body you're not doing that anymore. And so how you respond, again, is how you get around that roadblock. And you, I don't want to say fix it because you're not trying to fix anything, but you you move forward from that without treating your body like shit by instead of restricting yourself is a way to fix that current relationship that you may be in where you feel like you're eating everything. You don't try to restrict anything. You add you add to your plate. You add nutrition to your plate. You don't say, okay, no more brownies, no more carbs, no more gluten. You say, I'm going to have whatever I want, but I am going to make sure that I am eating five servings of vegetables every single day. I'm going to make sure that at least one or two of my carb sources are coming from fruit or potato. And that potato is not going to be deep fried. (laughs) It's going to be master baked, right? I'm going to make sure that two of my carb sources are coming from natural forms of carbohydrates. I'm going to make sure that I have animal protein on my plate three times a day. And I'm going to make sure that it's not a minuscule serving. I'm going to make sure I'm getting at least four ounces or, you know, a full palm size serving of animal protein. And I'm going to make sure that I am drinking enough water. I am having at least 60 ounces of water every single day. Because when you focus on adding, what's it doing? Yes, it is absolutely pushing some of the other shit off your plate by default. But it's not, more importantly, telling your brain that you're restricting anymore. It's not keeping your brain stuck in that cycle of, oh, taken away, taken away, can't have, can't have. We know that doesn't work. We know it doesn't work. If it worked, we wouldn't be here right now. You would not be listening right now. And so adding allows you to show yourself that you can be trusted and it allows you to earn your body's trust back. Another huge roadblock to food freedom is staying stuck in good or bad thinking or judging your food choices. And this is this is a hard one, right? Especially if you're somebody who has a background like me where you've done things like, Whole 30 or gone paleo, done a sugar cleanse, like any of that stuff that kind of holds food off limits. It says, like, well, this isn't good, right? I will absolutely, and we've had the conversation, like, is food complicated? Yes. Is certain food more highly palatable than others? Yes. Is food manufactured in a way that keeps us coming back to it? And is it inherently 
fucked and a huge problem with our food system? Yes, yes, yes. That is a rabbit hole we could go down. Believe me. I, I believe it all. I am not saying like eat a Twinkie and lose weight. But I also am saying you can eat a Twinkie and lose weight if that's your actual only goal, right? When I say I don't want you to view food as good or bad, I want you to think about how food makes you feel, right? Because you could eat, like, is broccoli good? Yep. Is chicken good? Yep. Are apples good? Yep. Is white rice or brown rice good? Yes, absolutely. Bananas, great. Protein powder, yes. Turkey, turkey burgers, turkey meatballs, good, good, good. All these things are really, really good. But guess what? If we eat an exorbitant amount of any of those things, are they still good? No, they're going to make us feel like shit. And that's the problem. All this food that we tend to say is bad, is it bad? No, it's not bad. It's food. What is making it bad is we're eating the whole fucking sleeve of Oreos. We're eating the whole box of Cheez-Its. We're eating the whole family-sized bag of Sour Patch Kids. It's not necessarily the food. It's the quantities. And yes, we need to be aware of what we are doing when we are eating it because that food is engineered in a way to keep us putting our hand right back in that potato chip bag, which is a whole other conversation and absolutely really, you know, fucked up. But it still is not bad. What I would love for you to do to get yourself around the roadblock of good, bad thinking is pause, (laughs) check in with yourself, create awareness. Do I want this? Yes or no? You're going to hear diet voices chirp up. Like you shouldn't have that. That That's not good for you. There's a lot of calories in that. that that's nutritionally poor. Whatever the situation may be. But just ask yourself, no, do I want this? Do I want the flavor? Do I want the texture? Do I want the experience that this food provides me? If the answer is yes, have it. But here's what you do. You take it and you put your serving size in a bowl. I'm not asking you to count out the cheese at crackers of the serving size. Believe me, in my past, I've done that. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. (laughs) Just take what you want, put it in a bowl, go sit down with it, and eat it without distraction. Allow yourself to have it, but make sure you're fully experiencing it. Taste it. Savor it. What does it taste like? What are the textures you are feeling? When are you enjoying it? And at what point does that food stop tasting as good? Because that's what happens. It happens with all food. But we are more easily aware of that transition with something like a baked potato or a turkey burger or you know a homemade meal with fish, with rice, with things that are heartier and inherently you know higher quality food. When we're full, we're full. We feel it. We don't like necessarily power through like, oh, I got to finish this piece of salmon. Like we don't do that. But with Oreos, with cereal, with yogurt part phase, like whatever the food may be, our bodies don't hear the cues the same, which means we need to stay very, very aware when we eat these foods, allow ourselves to fully taste them and start noticing when they stop tasting is good. And you'll find that they do stop tasting as good. And you'll still want them. If you've been here a while, you've heard me talk about Cheez-Its so many fucking times. I still eat my Cheez-Its, but like I have a serving now because there becomes a point where they just stop tasting as good. A roadblock 
to food freedom is instead of allowing ourselves to have this food, we just judge it. Judge it as bad, can't have it, off limits until we just binge and have the whole fucking thing. That shit doesn't work. We don't do that anymore. So instead of saying good or bad and keeping these things in a dichotomy, ask yourself if you really want them. Navigate the diet voices because I'm not going to lie to you, they're going to come up. And if you need help navigating them, reach out. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Um, so, you know, hear those voices. Understand what is your higher self talking and what is diet bullshit talking because there is a difference. And the more you do that, the more you'll understand what that is. And again, reach out. Read my book. Like there, there is resources available to you that will help you differentiate those. But the more you do it, the more you'll start to understand like, oh, yeah, no, I really do want this right now. Or, oh, no, actually, I really, really don't. And then whatever you decide, when you decide to have it, create awareness with it. And that's your bullshit caller right there. If you're not willing to take those potato chips, that cheese, that's, that's pretzels, the, the ice cream, whatever the situation may be, if you're not willing to take that food, put it in a bowl and sit down and savor it, you don't fucking want it. Like there is your answer. And that is how you create real, true food freedom is when you realize that it's there for you. If you want it, you can always have it. You don't have to earn it. You just have to make sure you want it. And when you can make decisions like that, when you start empowering yourself to make decisions like that, holy shit, does it make navigating this whole process so much easier. But that's the key. You need to allow yourself the opportunity to make those decisions, which is why I beat the pause just to shit here because the more you do it, the easier it becomes, but the more you trust yourself and the more you differentiate what your higher self versus diet bullshit talking is, the more you differentiate a craving that you should honor versus a craving that's going to keep you stuck in your bullshit. Give yourself an opportunity to have these questions, understanding that you cannot fail. There's only feedback. Your only job is to just check in with yourself, ask what you want and honor whatever answer you hear. And I know what you may be thinking. You are probably wondering how the hell you tell the difference between your higher self talking and past diet bullshit talking. And how you do that is first and foremost through repetition, by making the pause a habit, but also by supporting yourself. And this is where food freedom is work. I firmly believe that everybody is born knowing how to eat intuitively. But then life beats it right out of us, right? It it takes that ability away. We need to reteach ourselves how to intuitively eat. And a big part of that is making sure that you are eating for your body's health and wellness. And so that is why, kind of like what I talked about in the beginning, while we're adding things, I would like you to be forcing that upon yourself versus forcing restriction upon yourself. And doing that allows your body's nutritional needs to be met because you are never ever going to be able to cultivate a better relationship with your body or food freedom when you are chronically restricting yourself and when you are calorically or nutrient deprived. It's just not going to happen. Your body is just going to be screaming at you for calories and it's not going to give a shit where those calories come from, which is why we find ourselves like binging over and over again. And I'm going to say it again because it's so important to realize this happens too when you're not calorically deprived. But if you're telling yourself that you're going to start depriving yourself, all your body understands is food is going to be taken away. And so that's when overeating happens. Going about it the other way and adding to your plate ensures that you are eating for your health 
And not only does that support you physically, yes, absolutely, but it also supports you mentally because you are no longer chronically searching for sustenance. You're not looking for energy. We can't, I hear this all the time, like, well, you know, my breakfast and my lunch are so good, but then dinner and everything goes to shit and I just eat everything. Is that a flaw or are you eating like a bird all fucking day and then surprised when your body's like, bitch, I need some food. And so you end up elbow deep in a pretzel bag. Like that's not a flaw. That is biology. And so focusing on adding allows you to be aware that those little things aren't happening anymore because they're not that little. You can't have this minuscule breakfast, like a little yogurt parfait there's no protein. There's not fat. You're basically just getting like quick carbs that your body's just going to run through really, really quickly. And then the same thing's happening at lunch. You're eating like some salad with a four ounces of chicken breast. And then you're wondering why you're not able to stay on track and why you're not able to honor your body without like following these rigid rules. You're hungry. <laughs> so focusing on eating for your health means that you are supporting yourself nutritionally and getting in enough calories throughout your day. I talk so much in the Magic Mindset program about breakfast and setting your breakfast up for success by getting in a ton of veggies, a ton of fiber, having you know a more natural form of carbohydrates because it's going to make sure you're satiated, it's going to make sure you don't feel deprived, and a ton of protein. For that exact reason, it is showing your body, it is showing your subconscious that you are taking care of yourself and you are no longer depriving yourself. And that is the huge roadblock that we all need to get around. We need to show our bodies that we can be trusted. And you do that by earning their trust, by supporting it nutritionally, which means really focusing on eating the foods that you may not have been getting enough of, veggies, fiber, fruits, all of those things, protein, water, really focusing on them and eating them in quantities that are suitable for your body's needs. That means no 1,200 calorie bullshit, not even 1,500 calorie bullshit around here. You need to eat like at least 2,000 calories a day to feel really good. Support yourself in that way and that is when you'll be able to get true food freedom. I'm going to tie this episode up here because I really want to keep them, you know, to respect your time, keep them right around 20 to 25 minutes. But I would be remiss if I wasn't also throwing in, you need to focus on your sleep because if you're chronically tired, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, your body is just always going to be asking for quick carbohydrates as a way to get energy. And again, that's not a flaw on you. It is your body doing what it's meant to do. And so support yourself by sleeping and If you are drinking regularly, you are making it incredibly hard to find food freedom because you are tuning out of your body, you are fucking with your hormones, you are just, alcohol wreaks havoc on your system. And so if you find yourself like, well, I'm doing all this stuff right, but you're still regularly drinking, think about removing that for a bit because I promise you it will be hugely to your benefit. Okay, now for real. I'm going to tie this up. I know there's some stuff we left on the table so we can come back to this conversation again. We absolutely should come back to this conversation again. And you know where to find me. If you want to talk about your own personal situation and your personal goals, I would be honored in helping you do that. These next two episodes, I am pumped to get into. It is 
I'm, I'm coming up on my 40th birthday. I am literally knocking on the door. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to enter this decade. And we are going to spend the next two episodes talking about all the things that I wish I knew earlier, but I didn't know. So I'm telling them to you. It, it's it's going to be a good one. So I hope you'll join me for it. If you have not, if you would take a minute to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. Share it with a friend if you found it helpful. Screenshot, social media, all that shit, all that jazz. (laughs) All right, I am going to go. I hope you have the most lovely and delicious day, and I hope I see you back next week.